0: From the top up. I- everybody, welcome to another episode of According to Fox. I am your host, A Fox. Um, today, I want to start off this show um, over, I want to say over the weekend, but it was Friday night. We lost Chadwick Boseman to colon cancer. He was 43 years old, and it has been like a devastating loss for not just Hollywood, but just for the black community as a whole. He was literally our king. Um, if you lived under a rock, he played King T'Challa, a.k.a. the Black Panther in the Black Panther movie. He played James Brown. He played Jackie Robinson. He played Thurgood Marshall. Mind you, Thurgood Marshall is lighter than me. And when I tell you that brown man pulled it off, ever so lovely. um, He was an amazing actor who... Actually, I want to say he got his flowers while he was here, Um, especially during the whole Black Panther thing. Like, we went crazy for that. He showed our little Black boys, not only can they be heroes, but they can be kings. And that's something that they all needed to see, you know? And it's, I know a lot of kids were hurt. I was very hurt when I heard the news. And what topped it off was apparently he had colon cancer from 2016. Till the day he passed away. And while he's doing all these action-packed movies, he also had chemo and countless surgeries. And nobody knew anything about it. Like, not one thing slipped out of his camp or anybody. That's incredible. For him to just achieve all of that in such a short time, too. He He had a short time. But... He definitely made his mark. He left his mark on us. And this this really hurts. I'm not gonna lie. It it's things. Um and he was he embodied grace, everybody keeps saying he was the most humble person and the most gracious person. And they literally had no clue what he was going through. He oh, he also did the movie The Five Bloods that came out I wanna say probably March this year, maybe on Netflix. It probably came out. Sooner than that, but um, it was him, Delroy Lindo. You know Clark Peters from The Wire, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. from The Wire, and I forgot the other guy's name, but he was in Scandal. He was Edison, but yeah, they had like a whole Vietnam thing, and he was Chadwick was basically their general back in the day. So um, one of the co-stars, the um, he said his wife asked him. Oh, how is he? You know what I'm saying? How was that guy? And he said, I'm not going to lie. It seems like he's kind of precious. And she's like, what do you mean? And he was like, it was so many people around him. Like, he had the person doing his um, his makeup, giving him a massage. He had a Chinese doctor giving him a massage while his wife held his hand. And he basically started, like, bursting into tears because he realized he was ju- judging him thinking that he got, like, real prima donna off of the Black Panther thing. When it turns out, he was just really sick. And he needed to do what he needs to do, you know, to get through that day. They were in the jungle in that movie, and they were in hundred four degree weather, he said. And with, like, 40 pounds worth of equipment on their back, just climbing, hiking, all kinds of stuff. And he never said a word that he was sick. And, you know, Clark Peters literally broke down because he felt so bad he regrets thinking of him that way, because all that man was doing was trying to get through, you know, and you never know what people are going through. There were a lot, a lot of memes a couple of months ago when he made a video, and he looked, he looked sick, but it wasn't, I don't understand how people found it funny. I don't understand how people made a joke out of it. He looked visibly sick. It wasn't like, like, they was calling him all kinds of names, which I choose not to repeat. I just, want people to understand there's not a joke in everything. Like, you never know what somebody's going through. You have no idea what people go through on a day-to-day. And to constantly, like, just berate people that you don't even know from a hole in the wall. Y'all got to find something better to do, man. That man didn't deserve any of that. It boggles my mind how he played icons, heroes, and legends. And literally became one. And then you realize he was a superhero this whole time. You know, this whole time he was fighting off this deadly disease and no one knew. He didn't receive any pity because nobody knew. You know, it wasn't, it, he didn't want anything like that. And um, a, a lot of people spoke out. Um, Denzel Washington, he actually helped paid for, like, private tuition for something a long time ago. Um, It took a while for Michael B. Jordan to say something. They were saying he was extremely hurt. Everybody on the Avengers had something to say. Everybody had something to say. Nobody had anything bad to say about him. You know, he was just a, a all-around, down-to-earth, humble guy. And it, it's very sad to hear and hard to believe because he was with us for such a short time, and he made sure he got roles. That counted. He didn't want to be a stereotype. He wanted to be aspirational and inspirational. And I thank him for that. Rest in power. Chadwick Aaron Boldman. You are officially an ancestor now. And it's so sad that you are gone. Because I know your job wasn't finished yet. But... Whew, sorry. I'm... Oh, God. This is tough. Um, But I really... Know that you are somewhere that you deserve to be. And you're in a better place. And I commend you for your strength. I commend you for the roles you played. And I really thank you for giving little black boys hope to be more. That's what they needed. It, it was so many little boys still to this day. I bet you Halloween, the black Panther are selling right out. That's it. You're just going to sell right out. Like, even today, every little boy wants to be T'Challa, you know? And thank you for giving us that. And yes, like Killmonger asked, is this your king? Yeah, he is, you know? <laughs> yes, he is. So, again, rest in peace, rest in power, and reign over us forever. You were a real one, for real. Um, Nuts and not so, you know, somber news. Nisi Nash got married for the third time. And get this. She's married to a woman, so now she's gay, which is not a problem. But she met this lady. She was a wedding singer at her second wedding. So the plot thickens. <laughs> but, you know, I guess I, I don't know if she's bisexual or a lesbian. I don't know how, how it works with her. I know everybody has, like, a different thing. You can be pansexual intersexual, I just learned that word, Um, you know, heterosexual, homosexual, whatever, I don't know which one she is, but she's definitely married to a woman now, Um, congratulations to Nisi Nash and Jessica Betts, I didn't even, I mean, I don't know her, but it's like, I didn't, I didn't see no signs, like, and it was mad random, because the divorce was finalized in like June, she get married, that's one thing about her, she gets married, it's her third marriage, so. She must be good. Like, like clearly she doing something right. You know what I'm saying? It ain't lasting too long, but you know niggas be putting rings on it, and now women too. So um, yes, congratulations to Niecy Nash. What is her new name? Mrs. Carol Denise Betts. I did not know her name was Carol, by the way. But she does look like an Aunt Carol. Like you, like Auntie Carol. She does look like that. She looks She definitely looks like a Niecy. But I could, I could see Aunt Carol. I could see it. Oh, uh, congratulations to her, though. Is Klaus coming back? I need to find somebody. I need to find out. If Klaus is coming back, I'm about to watch it again. And, and like, national news, this is something that threw me off because I didn't see it anywhere. And when I, like, I only saw it on the internet, but as far as, like, news networks go, I, it's been very hush-hush for some odd reasons, for which I can't understand. But apparently, they found 38 children in Georgia, and they were being rescued from a sex trafficking ring. And I find that appalling, disturbing, disgusting. And thank you, God, those kids are safe. Because can you imagine? And that's just 38 children. That's a lot of goddamn kids, first and foremost. That's a fucking large classroom of children. It's like a whole fifth grade. And a half. So, yes, I'm from New York. So, yes, we had overcrowded classrooms. That's fifth grade and a half. Um, I can't imagine what it's like in other states or cities. Like, that's insane. And apparently for two weeks that the agents just searched northern and central Georgia for missing kids. And they found, oh, excuse me, they found 39. And they were probably all already victims. So they probably already, you know, uh, poor babies. Jesus Christ. They probably already, you know, were sold and, you know, had to do sexual favors already. And this is just disgusting. I don't understand why it's not everywhere, though. These children must be black kids. I know they're black kids. I know they're or or children of color of some sort. But I'm telling you they're not white kids because there's no possible way this isn't on every news circuit. Like, why? Because I'm wondering, like, I keep seeing, how is this not news? How is this not news? I'm like, what, what are people talking about? And I literally had to search for it. I had to search for this. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this, is, this is incredible. I had to search for 39 children being rescued from a sex trafficking ring. If the government put more emphasis and effort in locating lost children than locating the last person you ran into with COVID, our world will be a significantly better place. This whole COVID contact tracing, they are literally running down every little iota of someone's day, week, month. But you cannot find a missing child with all of this information. I think your energy needs to be placed somewhere else, in America, because this is disgusting. Like disgusting. I honestly feel like I know they're black kids, but I'm I'm so happy that they were rescued. They're going to need so much therapy. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine. I I fucking couldn't imagine. Um. Oh god, this is this is a heavy episode. I am so sorry. You guys are going to see when I get to like the main topic cuz this episode is going to be super heavy. I I'm sorry, but it's been a heavy ass year. Um and this is a heavy ass topic. Please, parents. Please, parents. And I know I'm not I'm not blaming you guys. I'm not saying it's your fault in any way. Please keep your kids close to you. Please hold them tight. Like my mother used to make jokes like, "Oh, <laughs> go ahead, somebody snatch you." They're going to bring you right back. You know what I'm saying? Like, go ahead. Have a good time. But honestly, these people are going to snatch your babies. And they're not going to keep your babies. They're going to have your babies with disgusting things. And th- please hold on to your kids. Girls, boys, please. This world is terrible. Okay? And the, the way these people are, I don't even understand how you can do that. How you can subdue children and then just sell them and just, oh. Whew. Sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that this has been so heavy. I, I really apologize. Um, But thank God these kids are safe. Can we please find the rest of them? Because apparently I was looking at numbers and it's like the high hundred thousands in the, in the country that are missing. Like hundreds of thousands of children are missing. So all this energy that we have towards trying to trace COVID, let's trace these kids. Can we try that? No. No. Fuck okay. us. Cool America. Cool. Um into you know the music stuff. So, the Monica versus Brandy battle. You can call me partial, you can call me biased. That's fine. But I saw Brandy fans I, one of which I personally had my own versus battle with. Last Friday, we literally went song for song for song. Brandy should have asked him. Even he was like, Brandy lost that battle. She absolutely lost it. Right? That's one. Two, call me partial all you want. I don't care. I'm going to tell you why. Because us Monica fans have been chilling all day. All day. No problem. You, Brandy, friends are the fuck pressed. Like, when I tell you press, 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 press. Cardi B, silk, iron, pressed, panini. Okay. Y'all be saying, well, I don't care what nobody say. She want how you going to say she won? Y'all are so pressed. Y'all know that girl, Lord. She played like six songs, y'all ain't even hear. So cut it out. Stop lying. All right? Second of all, everybody's talking about Monica Attitude. Monica's a Scorpio woman. Just like me. One thing we can't do is hide our emotions. Our feelings are all in our face, and we are just too honest to people not to say anything or whatever. But usually you're just gonna see it in our face that we're not fucking feeling you. I don't know why y'all acting like Brandy wasn't throwing the most subtle of shade. Like she was shady boots the entire excuse me, shady braids the entire time. Slipping little little slides shit that she's saying, little slick shit. That probably gotta hit in the face again. Because Monica definitely did that at the AMAs already years ago. But I can see why. She definitely was just doing too much. And I saw some people say, No, Brandy's just naturally awkward, and Brandy was just trying too hard. I'm like, nah fam, she knew exactly what she was doing. Brandy had little slick comments for everything. And Monica, I, I can see her composure just dwindling with every passing second. I don't know what made Brandy said that they was low-key a group. But Monica shut that down ASAP. We are not a group. You <laughs> shut it down very quickly. Like And people may say like Monica was being so mean and such a bully. Man, y'all didn't see through that phony-ass facade. Moesha was doing too much. and I'm saying Moesha because the bitch brought out her diary. I can hear the background music now. And she's like just reading off phones like it's the den. I, I kind of had to turn. I had to turn because it was just too much dialogue between them two. It was too much dialogue and honestly it was very it, it was just very forced. Like you could tell Monica wasn't feeling her. You could tell Brandy was just at her. I don't know. It just felt that whole energy was crazy. Like Somebody said they the two aunties that don't get along, but, but for the sake of grandma, they'll be cur- courteous or cordial. That's kind of how it looked. Um, I like Monica's fit. And everybody, so much she had baggy leather pants. Let me explain something to y'all if y'all never had leather pants on. <laughs> that shit changes. Especially if you've been sitting for two, three hours, that shit going to change. It's either going to get tighter or it's going to get looser. And that's what happened to Monica because she was sitting down for a good amount of hours once she stood up. Her legs would probably be sweating like nobody business under there, okay? I mean to tell you, let the pants ain't no joke. I'll never wear them shits again. Most uncomfortable thing in the world. They look good though. <laughs> she looked good. But man, oh man. And then Brandy wore some Bottega Vanettas, But I feel like she was trying to get at Monica with them before I walk out my life. She was like little hints of shade. She was just in shady braids. And it's like, son. Everybody, go stop playing with Monica. Y'all, go stop acting like Monica was just out here being a dickhead. Brandy was saying mad slick shit. Stop acting like y'all ain't hear it. But whatever. Um, They played a good amount of songs. My favorite Brandy song, honestly, I know it's weird because a lot of people feel like, you know, she got better songs than this, which is true. Besides Broken Hearted. But I I love that mainly because Wanye Morris from Voice and Men can ad lib anything like his ad libs are astronomical. That song is amazing, but that's a lot because of um But besides that one, Angel in Disguise, and I should have known Joe wrote that. I heard him and I knew that was his voice in the background, but I didn't know he wrote it. I should have known it because like his whole style is on that song. But she did that. Um, for some reason she played I Want to Be Down and the remix at the same time. If I was, uh, the remix is a whole hit by itself. I would have played the remix. Like, I feel like Brandy didn't play it the way she's supposed to. Monica came out swinging, swinging. When I say swinging, swinging, like, swinging, right? She came out with the hits and everybody kept saying, Monica did not have enough hits. And that was my main issue with people. They kept saying, Monica does not have enough to fuck with Brandy, but she did. She clearly did, and she clearly won. By the way, both women have five singles on the Billboard charts right now. So everybody's a winner us, them, whatever. And then Monica, in a very clever, clever chess move, because it was a million people, like steady. Usually with verses, it it goes up and down, up, down. It was a steady million throughout the entire battle. So I guess with particular eyes watching, Monica decides to drop her brand new single with Little Baby, which is cool. It was a cool single. I think the hook was a little lazy, but the rest of the song's alright. Nice little bop. So smart. Smart move, Monica. Good job, Mo. But yeah, it it was alright. Um a lot of people was expecting him to perform and I don't know why because nobody really performed during the verses yet. I guess they felt like there's gonna be like a live band and singing. I don't know why. It's just no, you just play your part of the song. I play mine. But it was, it was like right. it was cool. It definitely could have been more entertaining, but you know the shade and the drama was just as fun as well. But yeah, kudos to both ladies. Um, it was it was okay. I wanted better. I'm not gonna front. I was very excited. Now I was a little let down, but you know, it was still great music at the end of the day. Um, another. Icon and legend passed away. Coach John Thompson, he was the um a coach for Georgetown. And he was actually the first black coach to win an NCAA championship. Never happened before him, and he gave us the greats such as Patrick Ewing, um Alonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo, and the one and only Allen Iverson. If y'all know how I feel about Alan Iverson. My boy had a tough ass here, man. From Kobe yeah. to him, like Kobe was like his friend, but that was his strongest competitor to coach John Thompson, who he he said countless times saved his life. Um, when Iverson was in high school, he got into it well, they say he was there, but everybody else says he wasn't in the building. But there was like an entire like bowling alley brawl and um how many? How many kids? Four, four kids, including Iverson, got arrested for it, and they got charged with something called maiming by a mob. because you know. Virginia is racist, so they're gonna charge black kids with a crime that is for white people when they were trying to lynch us back in the day. Anyway, um, the judge sentenced him to five years, all of them. got sentenced to five years. So that's supposed to be basically the end of Allen Iverson. Like he would have never been past Virginia. Um. What's his name? Dan Rather did a um a special on him. Is it Dan Rather? Uh, damn it! Because I'm not gonna be racist. I'm not gonna be racist because I'm not gonna say a whole nother white man's name <laughs> and be be wrong about it. But um he definitely did a special for him. And Tom broke off. Tom Brokaw, because I'm not a racist. Um, <laughs> So Tom broke did a special of them, which got um the governor of Virginia to literally pardon all of them. So when he was pardoned, his mother wrote a letter to John Thompson because she knew that I was going to need to go to school. He needed to go away in order to succeed. And he gave him the shot. And he played for Georgetown the next year. And then he went to the NBA year after that. But it was like, if it wasn't for Coach Thompson, there would be no Allen Iverson. So I want to say rest in peace to that man. He was definitely, he made a lot of moves. And um, basically was a pioneer in college basketball. And he will be greatly missed. Great man. And he he helped save a lot of people's lives, not just AIs. So um, rest in peace again. John Thompson and kind of breaking news though um so Tahiri I know we talked about her previously because of the whole Votto incident and she basically has been asked by a few people you know because during that whole time she said how she was just so used to being Abused, and she's been in relationships that, like, have really, you know, people have been hurting her for quite some time. So, a lot of speculation was that it was Joe Button because they were together for so long. I actually didn't think it was Joe Button. Don't get me wrong, I'm very aware of his track record with hitting women, but I remember so many instances where she beat him up. So, I thought Joe was not the person she was talking about. Well apparently I was wrong. <laughs> um, mind you, I mean, this is neither here nor there. It could be here, it could be there. I'm just saying that because this could potentially ruin whatever's happening, and rightfully so. But um he had an issue with Spotify and he he basically voided the contract and he's like he doesn't wanna be on Spotify anymore. He feels like he was not, you know, given his full potential, being paid the way he should be paid and Basically, some business shit that I don't know nothing about, and I should, um, but I heard, I'm not sure how true it is, but I'm hearing through the grapevine that his next home would be titled, but after these allegations, not too sure. And he turned 40 of today or yesterday. I feel like it was yesterday. He wore tacky-ass outfits. I feel like it was yesterday. Um, he, he turned 40, so it's his birthday, too. It's just bad timing for Joe, but, you know. He should have did it. So apparently, he broke her nose and, she, well, she claimed, she alleges that he broke her nose and fractured her rib and also threw her down some stairs. None of that is okay. I'm not trying to say one is better than the other, but how the fuck you throw somebody down some stairs? They can, that that's death. You can literally kill somebody by tossing down stairs. They can break their neck, tear clavicle, I don't know words. But I know one thing, that shit dangerous to tell. So I'm looking under the comments, and they like, wow, why would she do that on Joe's birthday? Fuck his birthday, fuck his cake, fuck a candle. He threw her down the flight of stairs. What? Did he care about her birthday when he did that? Because the bitch almost wasn't able to celebrate another one. I'm sorry, you're not a bitch. The woman almost would not have been able to celebrate a birthday had the nigga thrown her down the stairs. And there's some real damage. I have tripped down the stairs because I am somewhat clumsy. I have tripped down the stairs before and I swear it felt like I lost my life. It felt like I lost everything. I can't imagine being tossed by a fight them. Like, wow. And I, I, I'm remembering because I know he got a track record of hitting women. But I'm trying to think back to whenever Joe had an altercation with a man. The shit with Safari never popped off. He said he was gonna put his face in the sand. He was mad, you know, aggressive speech, and that was it. Safari didn't seem like he wanted smoke, but at the at the whole reunion, it definitely seemed like they were cool again. Or I don't know, it was off. But that's one instance he said all that, but I didn't see him put his face in the sand like he threatened to do. Two was another love and hip-hop reunion when Consequence was on it. And apparently he told him to meet him in the bathroom. I don't know why that was a statement, but let's be clear. The bathroom is the most dangerous place to have a fight in. You can hit your head on the sink and die. You can hit your head on the stall. It's just wildly unsanitary. It's just a bad place to be if you're not using it to its use. If you're not using the bathroom the way you're supposed to use the bathroom, you shouldn't be in the bathroom. That's just me. I I don't want to hang around the place where people are excreting. That's just not my thing. Peeing, shitting, throwing up, doing coke. Even that's unsavory. Why do you have to do coke in the bathroom? I know you got trying to be discreet, but it's people shit here. Anyway, either way, so whatever whatever happened there, I feel like they got it shaken but nothing was shook, if you know what I mean. So I feel like it was a whole like, you know, rumble in the jungle without the rumble. We're just, just a lot of moving. But I definitely remember him getting hit by the chef, a.k.a. Raekwon. And that energy was not there. He was wildly apologetic. He had an ice pack over his eye. And he was. he said he was jumped, but I don't feel like he was jumped. I think he was jumped by Raekwon's fits. That's that's two things that might have jumped him. And he he did not fight back at all. He said he didn't fight back because it was a jumping, or he didn't want to get jumped. He was nervous about it. My guy. Sometimes you gotta get jumped. I don't think he was though, but take the L either way. But take the L with dignity. You know, take like a man. <laughs> You already—he's already acting his face on the internet. So it's like, sir, sir, you lost. You might as well have lost like a a true soldier, but no, you went out a different way. I just—I that's how it usually is with abusers, though. They're very okay with laying hands on women, but when it comes to men, they don't—they don't practice what they preach. Um, don't get me wrong, I think Terry's super toxic. I also think Joe toxic, but toxic or not, she deserves not to be thrown down the flight She does not deserve to get punched in the nose. She does not deserve. I think I think that might be the instance when she says somebody broke her nose so bad, she kind of is crooked still, and she kind of breathes a little off because of it. That might have been Joe who did it. Like she didn't deserve that. That's that's insane. Um, I wish her many blessings though. Like I I wish she could get some therapy about this because this is essential. Um, but I don't like how it was just so many people in the comments like trying to shame or like, if we're doing this now, come on, this is like the fourth time y'all heard he put hands on a woman. So what are we doing? not What are we don't, you know? But, you know, it is. Weird. this whole generation loves to have all kinds of things to say about, you know, people's relationships and how people should be yeah, I do know shit, but you know, to hope Tahira gets the help she needs, because she definitely does need help, I'm not saying like, you know, she has a drug problem, I'm saying she needs therapy, she needs to see someone, she has, she has some trauma that she needs to work on, and, um, Joe, you gotta stop fucking up like this, like, that's, that's a huge fuck up, you're, you're a dickhead, I'm just gonna come out and say that, that's my word, I love it, um, Snacks, who's always, like, usually on the show. This is his favorite person, world. Hey snacks, you like some unsavory niggas, alright? First is R. Kelly. Now it's Joe Button. You need new niggas to enjoy musically and podcastly. Okay, sir. But yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, but hold your head. So, you know, getting into the main topic for today. Alright, so this has been like the toughest year. Like for me personally, it hasn't been. I know for the world, it hasn't been a cakewalk. You know, we we was beefing with Iran in the beginning of the year, or Australia was on fire. Um, we lost Kobe. We lost Pop Smoke. Shit, damn, that was close too. Coronavirus came. You know, Everybody's everything was shut down for quite some time. Um, we almost lost sports. You know, oh, so there was another shooting of a black man you know it just it just all kinds of things that happen within these 8 months that no one could have seen coming and with me i've i've had several losses this year um personally you know i've lost people to death you know at least 7 people i've lost um, it's a lot to unpack and take in, and I honestly don't feel like I've grieved properly, I don't think I've been able to mourn properly, you know, of the seven deaths that I've, you know, had to deal with, I've only been able to go to two funerals, so five of them weren't even, like, laid to rest properly, and it does bother me, it bugs me out. Um, I didn't, and you know, nobody likes funerals. I don't think anybody's supposed to like funerals, but God, to be honest, it, it doesn't seem final. Like now I get it now. Like I feel like it. it's, I just feel like I'm not going to see them or I haven't seen them in a while. The funeral is the finality I would need and the closure I need. And I didn't get that. And, um, I'm very different. When it comes to stress or when it comes to certain things, like I cry a lot, but not usually for real life stuff. I know it's odd. Like if I'm crying for real life stuff, like I'm either super sad, super hurt. You know, like I have to be incredibly hurt to cry for real life things. I'm not even holding them. But if it's like a movie, like Armageddon, I'm crying for days. Boys, Boys in the hood. I didn't even know Doughboy died two weeks later until like, no lie, 2012. Because I was crying over Ricky for 20 years. I never got past Ricky dying. Never. Like, every time Ricky died, I was in tears for the rest of the movie for probably like an hour later. When I finally stopped crying, I found out Doughboy died. And I cried for like an extra four years after that. Like, it's insane. Um, Daniel Caesar, play "Bless." I'm gonna cry. Especially if I'm coming back home to you. See, I'm 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 already getting choked up. Um, man, I love that song. Damn, that song beautiful. Aaron Hall, I miss you. I cry. I do not seem to cry anymore at the sound of the death of a loved one, and I don't understand why. I don't break down. I don't have breakdowns anymore. I don't I said that twice. Don't ask me why. Um, but I don't do that anymore. Um I feel like I'm hurt. I know I'm hurt, but for some reason I can't convey it. I I crack a lot of jokes now. I'm wildly inappropriate. Like, but my family's that way too, so it works. Like I have a family that at my aunt's funeral, rest in peace, Auntie Joy. I love you, I miss you. It was mad jokes in that funeral because she was like a funny person. My family's the exact same way like we just rather laugh than cry, but I feel like I'm supposed to cry. I feel like I'm supposed to mourn, and I don't know why I'm not you know what I'm saying like I feel like crying now, but it's like, hey boy, what are you crying for like it just I don't want to be you know stuck. In grief, and stuck in a certain mode, but I'm not like normal people. When normal people get stressed out, you know, they're stressed. They they are angry. They can't get through the day. They cry. They do this. They do that. I literally have never known the feeling of being stressed out. Like my body just does it. My body reacts a certain way. So I, I'll gain mad weight or I'll lose mad weight Or my hair would start falling out, or my skin would start breaking out, but I am feeling fine overall. (laughs) But my body betrays me every time, and even when like I was diagnosed with hypertension, my grandmother asked me. She said, "Oh, are you stressed out?" I'm like, "No." She said, "You sure?" I'm positive, feel fine. I don't think there's nothing going on with me. There's nothing wrong with me. It just I just got a pressure of fucking two ninety nine over one ninety nine definitely stroke, 2 I'm sorry, 225 over 199, I was in stroke territory, so the way my body is, it doesn't, doesn't help, <laughs> like, so it's like, it, it's unhealthy for me to be stressed out, and it's unhealthy for anybody, especially us as, as a community, as black people, it's really unhealthy for us, because we suffer from heart issues and diabetes, stress does not help any of our underlying triggers, you know what I'm saying? But with the year that we had, and I feel like i talked about it before on my, like, my mental health episode. Like, today I took a mental health day. I needed it. Like, I've been going through a lot, and I'm still going through a lot of things, especially personally, you know? And it's like, I'm trying to figure out how to be normal again. But it's super hard, and I'm like, I feel like I'm normal, but I I still feel off. If that makes sense, like I feel like there's a part of me that's just not connecting with something inside me, and it's it's really getting to me. Um, with everything that happened this year, like like I said, Chad Roseman like hit me hard. Forty three. That's that's how my brother is. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's very it tells you how much time you don't have. Like, with all the losses that I've taken this year, one thing I realized is time is not something I, I always thought, oh, yeah, well, I got time to do it. We really don't have no time, y'all. Like we, really, You never know what tomorrow can bring. You never know what this year can bring. You never know what may happen to you. We don't have as much time as we thought we would. We don't have as much time as, we, as we'd like to have. You know, so it's like, I'm not saying don't waste your time because you never know what you're wasting it on. At the time, it could seem like something worthwhile. And at the end, it just could be something that you didn't even want, you know what I'm saying? But when it comes to everything that's going on, you know, sometimes you got to sit back and take a break. Like I needed, I feel like I needed more than a day, but you know what, my pockets, (laughs) I got to go back to work tomorrow. (laughs) But it's still like, Sometimes you need a day to sit down and regroup. You need a day to sit down and do nothing and relax and just chill and just be. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to just be. But it's really, it's so dangerous to just be overcome by stress. And I feel like being that I know how my body's been reacting now, like I have been breaking out like I'm in high school. My skin has never broken out this bad. And... I've been breaking out like it's high school, and I thought and I thought it was just a mask, because I've been really struggling. Like I had like a Black Lives Matter mask on, and I was trying to prove a point to some customer at my job, because he kept walking with a Trump mask. Man, like ten minutes later, I went to the bathroom, and my whole neck was red, all that. Like, and, and I was like, "What happened?" And I'm like, "You can't just be the mask." I feel like the mask definitely like played a part in it, but. Like I said, my body doesn't, like, respond to stress like a normal person does. It just doesn't cope because I don't, I don't feel it. I don't know it unless my body shows it. So, with that being said, you know, I think I'm not the only one who's had a tough time this year. A lot of people have. And um take some time for yourself. You know? That's it. It's, I know it's hard, especially if you got kids, got things to do, but it's really really important to have self-care time. You have to take care of yourself. You can't take care of anyone if you can't take care of you. You have to be the first person on your list. You know, at all times. And um with all of this, I I really hope this year gets somewhat better. I really hope there's a silver lining because these clouds have been gray as hell. Like, it's been hard. It's been a storm this entire year. And honestly, we I know we're going to push through it. I know we're going to make it. It's just, it's been a lot to handle and a lot to deal with. I always thought, like, I didn't need therapy because I'm an open book. But now I'm, I think I'm going to have to look into it because I feel, like I said, I still feel like there's a disconnect inside me. And that's something I need to fix and it's something I want to fix. Well, yeah, um, you know, that's my take on being stressed out, you know. <laughs> it's I'm I don't feel it. Like, I have a sinus headache, but I don't think it's like a stress headache. I don't feel it. I don't feel like I'm, like, losing it. I don't feel like I'm about to go through it. I just, but I, I don't know how to feel, and I want to figure out what that is. And you know if you guys are going through the same thing, you know talk to somebody, see like see your doctor or just someone that you're close to, and let them know you know I'm not okay, and it's okay not to be okay, just don't live in it, you know what I'm saying, don't dwell in it, dwell on it, Let's, if you're not okay, let's find out how we're gonna be better, you know, but um, for the weekly hustle is a quote from Lou Holtz that reads. It's not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it. This has been another episode of According to Fox. Peace out, y'all.